It is time to chat with the godfather of the grill, our pally, Ted Reader, on the line, Helinda's Meats. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Morning, Ted. How are you? Pretty good. Can't complain. Uh, Teddy, i got to share this story with you, which will lead into a conversation about uh, grilling. But a woman, and Lucky and I were just talking about this earlier, a uh, woman went to a barbecue joint, and she ordered uh, some smoked pork. And when it got to her, it had a slight pink tinge to it. She complained and uh, claimed her pork was undercooked. But the owner said, no, it's perfect. That's what pork looks like when you smoke it. She didn't believe him, left the store, called 911 and turned it into a big thing. She wanted a refund. They offered to exchange it for chicken. They even offered to exchange it and throw in a free piece of chicken. She wasn't having it. So 911 was called. Uh, when I read this story, I just think to myself, because you at the joint and, and other owners of restaurants and barbecue places must have to put up with this kind of craziness all the time. You're the expert. You know how things get smoked or grilled. And when someone stands there and says, my park is a little pink, you, you, you just want to take their food and throw it out the window. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and them out the yeah. window as well. Yeah, some some days you'd like to do that, but uh, <laughs> it, it, uh, yeah, some people are uh, get to be a little bit unreasonable. Yeah, um, meats do take on a pinkish hue when uh, when smoked. Uh, specifically, well, one they should understand that pork is pink anyhow. Right. Yeah. Um, and but when it, when you smoke, you get this uh, intensified pinkness to it you get a on on meat it'll be a smoke ring so you get this layer of smoke and on chicken especially uh, a lot of customers will say hey the chicken's undercooked and it's not it's fully cooked and it's smoked all the way through but the the, the smoke changes the color of the meat and gives you this pinkness to it uh, we cook uh, our chicken to like 185 degrees and it's pink on the inside mm. and that's the way it is and pork and too, to the smoke. Ted, pork gets a bad rap as well. There are some cultures that won't eat it in, in general, but uh, a lot of times people think that it has to be cooked to that, you know, well or cooked all the pink out of it. And, it, and, and really that internal temperature doesn't have to be that high. Medium is fine, right? Medium is great for, for certain cuts. Uh, a pork shoulder and ribs, you're going to take to, uh, ribs will take up to about 190, 195 degrees, mm. uh, internal temperature. A pork shoulder, you're, for it to be able to, to pull, you need to really hit that 200, 203 degree mark. And it, it's, it, it will, it will, it will move. But pig is, is the miracle animal. And it's got all the great flavors. And uh, whether it's it's cooked, pork tenderloin is cooked to medium rare. Um, in some countries, pork is eaten raw. In Germany, uh, pork tartare is a thing. And it's a great thing. It's delicious. I have it every time I get off the plane when I land in Germany. <laughs> Not it's, a pint uh, first, Ted? <laughs> no, it's a pint in a raw pork sandwich. <laughs> yeah, a pint with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pork, pork is interesting, Ted, because, yes, we all love bacon, and even vegetarians who smell bacon cooking uh, say, oh, my God, that's the one meat that could bring me back over. But, uh, but the pig is an interesting animal in that I've always assumed it was a white meat like chicken, but 
I had read recently that it's actually a, a red meat. Mm-hmm. Even though when you cook it, well, you buy a pork it's tenderloin, it's yeah, red, right? Yeah, but but I I don't know. I struggle all the time, Ted, because bacon is great, but every time I buy pork chops, and they always look great at Helinda's, wherever you're buying them, they're all soft and they look lovely. But they're always dry and boring. I'm always putting tons of condiments on the side just to choke it back. And then I think, that's it. I'm done with the pork chops again. What's some tricks to making pork chops nice and moist and tasty? Well, the key is not to overcook them. The key, the key is really to keep them to about, at most, 155 internal degrees and then let them rest. Okay. When you're, when you're buying your pork chops, the, the loin is, it can be very lean or, or you get closer up to the shoulder part. Uh, that loin, uh, the butt end is well marbled, and that's usually a little bit more tender as well. Okay. Uh, because you have those layers of internal fat, you have that those, uh, and it'll bring out more flavor. Fat is flavor, and so if you're doing just a, a lean pork chop, you want to get that on hot. You want to get that off fast. Okay. That's it. That's the key, man. A little salt yeah. and pepper, and that's it. And and Ted, yep. maybe buying, make sure you, it, uh, thicker cut. If you can select that or have your butcher cut that for you, that might help keep it moist. And maybe buy it on the bone as well when it comes to the chop. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Well marbled meat uh, has internal flecks of fat. Those are going to be a little bit more tender and uh, more flavorful than something that's just solid meat. You want to get some marbling in there. And something we haven't talked about in a long time, Ted, uh, is the the use of the syringe. I know that you're always big on squirting in butter or all sorts of things into chicken breasts and that type of thing. What would we uh, squeeze into a a pork chop with a syringe? Well, you can do a quick uh, brine on a pork chop. So you could uh, do a saltwater brine and place your pork chops in that. Uh, If usually brining, you would do a whole loin and then cut the chops afterwards. Mm. But if you're going to brine your pork like you would brine a turkey, similar process, uh, you'll get more flavor into it, and uh, you'll enhance that moisture a little bit. Okay. And then if you're going to inject, um, apple juice is a nice thing. Works that makes really sense. Well. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? Yeah. little apple juice or a little fresh apple cider, and uh, mix that with a touch of water, and then inject that, and you're fine to go. All right. You can pretty much do anything. Some you can use, uh, if you want, is is vegetable stock or chicken stock or pork stock, and uh, inject with that and get lots of that porky flavor going. Yeah, it's uh, and it's a great meat in that it's uh, it's tasty. It's uh, well, when done properly, like Ted does it, unlike me, where it ends up like a shoe. But it's also uh, compared to other cuts uh cheaper so in today's economy with groceries being so expensive it's like i'm always amazed when you see that a turkey breast uh, at the at the grocery store next to the chicken breast and the chicken breast is like twelve dollars <laughs> and the, and the the turkey breast is like five why is it that a turkey breast is so much cheaper than a chicken breast ted i can't answer that question that that would be left up to the retailers on how they do that and market that but i'll 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 say right now that meat prices are pretty decent in in retail okay what's out of control is produce okay and it's gotten a little bit ridiculous i think uh, retailers are um well they want to make all their margins so they want to make their profits for their shareholders and but you know I was at a I was at a grocery store on the weekend and a three pack of romaine lettuce was eleven dollars and ninety nine cents. I saw you post. Yeah, yeah. 
And yeah, you I don't a, like lettuce that much. You got a great line. That's right. I'm not that big of a fan of salad. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's and, crazy. And it is crazy. Produce is is uh, one. It doesn't have much of a shelf life. Mm. Uh, and two, it shouldn't be priced like that. And we're paying for that because we're paying for the fuel charges and everything else. And then the retailers want to make their margins. Right. And that's it. And they won't. Uh, they won't reduce that margin, and so that's the way it's going to be. So stop buying lettuce. You know, when you're <laughs> when you're in the grocery store and you see a head of iceberg for six bucks, mm. uh, go buy a, a local cabbage instead of a, a head of uh, iceberg that comes from California. Right, right, right. And sometimes now you see with with produce that you can go to like the deli counter at a grocery store, and sometimes I'll look at their pre-made salads, and they'll have like a Greek salad or that. And I think I can buy one of these, a large container of it, for say. Ten dollars, and I go do the math. If I were to go buy the feta, the lettuce, the cucumbers, the tomatoes, and make it myself, it's going to be double the price. So sometimes just getting the pre-made stuff helps. It does if you're only going to have that for that one meal, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're buying all of those ingredients, you know you're hopefully going to get more than one meal out of it. You right. may get three or four uh, Greek salads out of that and, right. and enjoy it. And you should, you know, produce is a great thing. And so look at the, where the produce is coming from. Uh, you'll find that peppers are a little bit cheaper because they come from Ontario. Okay. Things that are being shipped in are going to be more expensive. And right now, the thing that's going through the roof is lettuce. All right. That is so odd. All right. We'll keep an eye out on that. That's a good tip, Teddy. I don't even think I have ever bothered looking as to where the produce came from. I, you know, when I buy my avocados, I'm pretty sure they come from southern climate. But, uh, but yeah, buy stuff from Ontario. That makes perfect sense. Teddy, if someone wants to talk to you about grilling, produce, uh, pork, chicken, whatever, turkey breast, chicken breast, how do they get a hold of you? You're going to find me at Ted Grills.